Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. With me as always is my friend, my co-host, uh, Stephanie Wesco. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. Good to be with you this morning. Oh man, it's great to be out here podcasting and getting this done and so excited. So we changed up the beginning on how we do things in our, you know, what we do now is we, we talk about something that has to do with PTSD. We either look at a characteristic or something we can plug into, something we can tune into, something that's affecting us or uh, something that we're going through. And so for today's podcast or for today's broadcast, uh, I want to talk about the word hope. There are so many, Stephanie, that find themselves hopeless, you know, in their own minds. Yeah. And the devil wants us to be there. Uh, but the, the truth is, you remember what Romans 8.24 says, we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen mm -hmm. is not hope. For a man seeth, yeah. why doth he hope for? What is he? And, and so you got to understand, now the God of all help fill you with joy, peace, and believe. And so our problem is we're trying to plug into hope in all the wrong receptacles. We're plugging into yeah. the worldly things to the, you know, and so as people who suffer from PTSD, as people who help others with PTSD, we got to understand that our hope comes from God, Stephanie. It doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from these man-made things. It's from God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in understanding that hope, the biblical definition of, and this is where Emma Lines um, her middle name is hope and that confident expectation in who God is. And yeah. when you, when that's your basis of hope, it's completely different. And we, you know, it's not just, a. it's not a, it's not like we say, we hope we get to the zoo, go to the zoo tomorrow. It's a different kind of hope. This is that, that hope that Romans eight, Romans eight is one of my favorite chapters. And that idea that, that confident expectation is the reason that when we get to verse 28, we can say, and we know all things work together for good to those that love God. Yeah. Because we have that confident expectation that God is God. He is yeah. God. He was God, the same God yesterday that he is today, that he will be tomorrow. And so, you know, I remember the day Charles was killed coming that, you know, God just implanted that verse. I felt like he put it on the back of my eyelids because it was there whether my eyes were closed or not, whether I was in the middle of a flashback or not, I can't explain it. But there was literally like this sense of this underlying knowledge that God was still God. Even though I felt like I would become a mom, you know, when your brain feels like it's become your worst enemy, that is one of the worst feelings in the world. It is. And anybody who's been through trauma knows what that feels like, yeah. where your own brain is your enemy. And I remember being in that place and yet having a peace that, yeah, I had suddenly, my brain had become my worst enemy, waking or sleeping. I was living in a nightmare, but God was still God. 
And that's, that's what we're talking about here. And that's, that's a beautiful gift from the Lord that can't honestly be fully put into words unless you've been there, unless you've experienced it. But it's, it's what the Bible calls a peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, such a beautiful treasure that a child of God can have in the midst of trauma. Yeah. And, and, and you know what else I think, Stephanie, I think this comes back to where we, where do we get our hope? You know, what is hope? And, you know, hope is, is God. Hope is Christ. Uh, You know, we know what hopelessness is. Boy, you know, I've lost my job. I had a Facebook friend one time that out on Facebook, he he failed a vision test. He was a truck driver, over-the-road truck driver, and he wrote, Mm. you know, I have no hope, no money, no life. And, uh, and, And in his mind, that's what he saw at that time, but hope is bigger than just that job. Hope is bigger yeah. than, you know, we're looking at hope being something that's uh, of God that, you know, that I reckon that, what does that verse say? I reckon the trials of today will not compare. This present time are not to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. There's a couple, but yeah. Yeah. But that particular verse, I mean, that says everything right there. Uh, that says everything you need to know is maybe our hope is not based on how good things are going here on this side. Absolutely. You know, our hope is based on, we get to go to heaven. Our hope is based on that Christ died for us. Our hope is based on that God gave everything for us. Our hope Mm -hmm. is based on the other side. And, you know, we have to get that right. Don't get me wrong, Stephanie. We, we want to have good things here. We want to do the right things. We want to, you know, make those statements. We want to make a difference for God, all those different things we want to do here on this side. But we got to remember that our hope is not speaking about our life here on earth. Our hope is speaking uh, about our eternity. And I think that's what it is. So folks, if you're dealing with hopelessness, let me encourage you take heart. Uh, you have lots of hope. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you've, you've applied the Holy Spirit of God to your heart and you're living in this zone, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's really important. I think it's significant to understand where does our hope come from. And uh, that's yeah, what we see there. Powerful. So Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we're still in chapter 17. We're actually going to finish it today. I'm pretty excited about that. Moving on to 18, in that verse 27, he that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. This is a good thing. Uh, you know, You know, both wisdom, both being wise and both being a fool, are revealed when people talk. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before, mm-hmm. Stephanie. You, you need just yeah. for five minutes of someone talking, and you know everything that's going on with them. I hate to say it. Yeah. And, and then the understanding that when you're wise, you have a calm spirit. And it, it almost goes along with what we were looking at here with hope. Because hope, you know, in Christ, when you're wise, that gives you a calm spirit. I've seen people yeah. go through pancreatic cancer. I've seen people go through things that took them off this earth that are some of the most terrible things that you and I or anyone else could ever imagine. But when you have wisdom, boy, it gives you a calm spirit. And have you met those people with a calm spirit, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're everywhere. And, and I'll tell you, we should seek this. And so, so how do we seek this, Stephanie? What do we do? How do we find this calm spirit today? In the Lord, um, I, I I love that in Psalm 30, you know, when he, that psalmist was at the end of his wits, 
you know, he was, he, he talked about God bringing him up from the grave. That's how low he was. Um, but then in the end, you know, when the tale is told, when the story's over, he says, I cried and, you know, oh Lord, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. And that sense of a peace and a God, had, he was healing his spirit. It, I don't think that his, it was just in physically. I think there's a sense in which um, he get to, he got to experience again, that peace, that grace that only comes from God when you're in that in that low place, when you are at rock bottom, when you are at the end of yourself because of circumstances of life and to be in that place, to understand that that's not a bad thing. When, when that is what God uses to transform you into his image, that becomes a beautiful place where that valley of tears becomes a beautiful place because it becomes a place of victory. And yep. understand that that's huge. Yeah, it, it's big. And uh, I, I think that, you know, all this stuff's hooked together. We've talked about hope. We've talked about joy. We've talked about all these different things. And they're all hooked and plugged into the God's power. That's where this comes from. So you find it exactly what Stephanie said in, in the Word of God. I, I think short of, you know, this podcast is a way to talk about God's Word and, and pump that into you. But I, I think also there needs to come a time where you're either reading the Bible, and if you have a hard time reading that, uh, listen to it while you read it, or just listen to it. Just be putting God's Word into you every day. Uh, you know, and where the Bible teaches us to shout for joy to God on all the earth in Psalm 66. And, uh, you know, we, we know that joy is, is part of the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. We know that these things we look for, it, it's wisdom. Uh, wisdom shows us these things. Wisdom shows us the joy. It gives us a calm spirit. Wisdom shows us the hope. Wisdom shows us. So studying God's word, infusing God's word, hiding God's word, doing godly things, listen to these types of things they all equal getting better they all equal mm. reaching awesomeness and uh, I think that's kind of where we're going with this verse is hey listen it, you know if you, if you got knowledge you don't have to speak a hundred words to try to make believe you have knowledge yeah. you know if you have knowledge you can say yeah it's just this and uh, mm -hmm. and and being able to do that gives you a real calm spirit. And we've all seen that in an academic type of environment or a church environment. Boy, you can really tell if your pastor knows what he's preaching about. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and then you can really tell um, uh, when he doesn't. You know, I mean, yeah. there's both <laughs> si there's both sides of that. So so friends, I say all that. I I put all that together to say that as we study these verses is be that person that spares the word, study a subject, mm. know it, be calm, be cool, be collective. Boy, God uses that in a person. God, you know, it's an attractive sense of a person. I think wisdom is an attractive qualification that a person has. It's a quality that it makes you feel so good when someone's wise. Calmness is mm. real. You know, think about your doctor, Stephanie. You know, if the doctor comes in and says, man, we, we just found that tumor over there. What we're going to do is, you know, we're going to pull out your guts, move them to the side, cut that sucker off, and, you know, hope we get it all so you all back together and pray. Well, then you get that calm dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just a tumor. I think we can get those margins. Where We'll try to get you in next Tuesday. So, I, I mean, there's a calmness that comes yeah. with wisdom. There's a calmness that comes with training. So thinking about all that, let's just take a minute and listen to our sponsors right here. We'll be right back with you. Yeah, so I want that calm doctor. 
Stephanie, I, I want that. <laughs> I want that one that gets it. That's that's what I'm looking for with that calmness and that wisdom. I want those people who work with me. I want those people who work, uh, you know, in my leadership positions at church and stuff to be calm, to be wise, to be plugged into God. And then we look at that verse, the last verse of chapter 17. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. So this is kind of weird. Uh, I mean, it's saying, even if you're a fool, even if you got no clue what's going on, if you keep your mouth shut, you look wise. I mean... <laughs> Isn't that what you're saying? Yes. You're just, considered perspective? The, yeah. The way when you word it, it's just funny. Yeah. But no, I think you're right. That's exactly what it. I mean, you could, yeah, you could, you can beat the, the snot out of this thing, but you really don't have to. I mean, it's like Abraham Lincoln said, I wrote down this quote for this particular verse here in my Bible. It said, it's better to keep your mouth shut and let them think you a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that any of you are fools. I'm just saying that's a pretty good thing. So you, 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 you want to be counted right here. You want to, you want to be doing the thing, but uh, old Abe, keep the mouth shut and let them think you're a fool. Don't, don't mm -hmm. remove their doubt for that. So, so I think finishing this up and we'll go ahead and hop in uh, chapter 18, verse one here in a second. I think it's so important to understand that the, the way uh, we speak, the way we act, it's, it's not only verbal either, Stephanie, it's nonverbal. Some people have some of the most wicked nonverbal actions of everything I've ever, of anything I've ever seen in my life. You know, they pout, they shout, they get that weird look on their face, they tap their foot, they, you know the deal, you've seen it. And, uh, but when you have God, uh, be considered perspective, be counted wise, uh, have knowledge, don't spare words, and and uh, everything will be all right. So we're headed into chapter 18, Stephanie, verse number one. It says, wisdom and getting along with others is what chapter 18 is about. And boy, we we need that in our lives. We need to get along with others. We need to, uh, you know, God made us for relationships, even though you can't tell when you hear leaders of this world arguing with each other and hating each other. Uh, look at verse number 18. It says, through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. And uh, boy, I like that. He, it, it says, you know, so you get an idea that as you're looking at Proverbs 18, that uh, someone who, who isolates themselves is, you know, to, to cut yourself off from family, friends, and computer. Uh, uh, from, you know, with the community and stuff like that. That's almost a selfish desire. We're not talking about cutting yourselves off because you have to, you're not going to be hurt because of narcissistic things. In this case, we're talking about just kind of maybe being selfish a little bit. That's your mm. own desire. And, uh, uh, so, so God, uh, designed us with this triune nature. And I constantly go back to this. I remember this from the seminary. So there's a Father, Son, and Holy Ghost that work perfectly together. And, and God puts people in our lives uh, so that we can all work together, so uh, that we can have sound wisdom and things like that. I mean, what say you here, Stephanie? Well, when I look at this verse, verse um, I think you can look at this verse either way, but it and maybe I'm just not catching all that you're saying, but when I'm looking at this verse, I get the idea that this man is 
is pulling away because he's wanting to get to know God better. Um, it, at least when I'm looking at this verse, and I could be looking at it completely off. Um, but the idea here where he's pulling himself aside, almost that idea of maybe turning off the noise, turning off distractions. And it, it, it says through desire. In other words, this takes effort. This takes, you know, this is this is something that he has to do. There's a strong burning in his soul to do this because he wants to become engrossed in who Jesus is to him. Um, because that is wisdom. It says in all wisdom. And you, there are so many people in our world today that will separate themselves to engross themselves in their phones, in their computers, in distractions from reality or in even evil things evil entertainment this is the opposite of that this is someone separating himself because he wants to become engrossed in wisdom and um but i think the key word in this verse when i look at this is that word desire that unless you desire to know god unless you desire this isn't just going to happen by osmosis you're not going to lay wisdom under your pillow and it's going to soak into your brain while you're asleep this is going to take effort. This is going to take some work. It's going to take, like we were talking about earlier, getting off the couch, taking that time to pray, taking that time to seek the Lord. What's it? What's that um, in Matthew where Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seeking you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. That's what I see this man doing. He's taking that time to ask, seek and knock so that he can really know wisdom who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, I think, you know, the way my commentaries are translating this verse, I, that's a good way to look at it as well. But in, in this way, it's, it's his desire. It's man's desire to separate. If they, I think if this verse had used God's desire or a desire to get closer to God, but it could go either way. And that's a good point. We should, uh, at times separate and get right with God, go to our prayer closet. Uh, now the Jewish folks use this particular verse, uh, as a verse not to separate from community, family, and friends. Uh, they use this verse as every reason that you you should hang together and uh, that mm. you, you shouldn't isolate. So you can go both ways with that, which is which is awesome. And that's why, you know, Baskin-Robbins has 31 flavors of ice cream, Stephanie, you know. And it oh. would be so boring if they just had vanilla chocolate and strawberry. You know what it I'm saying? Be. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, but I'm going to say this, I'm going to put this out there. I know this isn't going to make people happy, but I think it needs to be said is, uh, I think Haagen-Dazs ice cream is the best there is out there and, and Baskin Robbins doesn't even come close. I'm just, I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I think Dairy Queen with their soft ice cream, where they throw in Crisco and all kinds of stuff to hail it together. It tastes better than Baskin Robbins. I'm just going to be upfront That's with you. That's disgusting. I'm just going to be upfront with you. They really put they really put Crisco. They put some like kind that. of binder, grease binder, to make it melt slower. I don't oh know how much goodness. or anything. Yeah, you'll have That's to look at traumatizing. And maybe they changed. See, we that. have a we yeah. have a Ritter's in town. A yeah. Ritter's, and oh man, they it's custard. Okay, so it's the same idea, kind of as Culver's, um, but they have way more variety and flavors. So like yeah. you can get multiple coffee varieties and oh. they have a coconut one. Oh. Let me just tell you the coconut is right with God. Oh, it praise him. So good. 
Why did we start talking about ice cream? I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like we're trying to fill airtime and we're not. But so, so this, this little, this little guy comes up to me at church last night or in, and a night before and says, what did Jonah's family say when they were told about what happened uh, to Jonah before he reached Nineveh? And the little kid looked at me and said, Hmm, that sounds fishy. So anyway, man. Oh my word. Sometimes kids jokes, man. Oh. They, they change things, but I really want to, you know, we've been covering this <laughs> wisdom and folly and, and Stephanie, I'm just going to put this out there and see if you agree with me. We've got a couple minutes. I really wanted to save time for this at the end of this, instead of doing another verse is, I mean, have you ever met a wise narcissist? Okay. That is a, that is a two edged sword question. Yeah. Wise in the sense of filled with worldly wisdom, filled with incredible skill at scheming and manipulating. By all means, yes, I've I've met them on steroids. I, yeah, that's a very dark trail to go down, and it'll make me mad if I go down too far. But the wisdom so, yes, of the Lord. But the wisdom of God, no, they're no. They pervert it. You if can't have, have both. If they have. It, yeah, and, and if they have seeds of it, you know, I, there are a lot of quote-unquote Christians, and I will put them in quotation marks because yeah. I do not, there are some of them that I do not believe are truly I love air believers. Yeah. Um, but they're, they, oh yeah, they know the lingo of wisdom. They're experts at quoting the wisdom of God, but then they pervert it. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that, that's. That's a very loaded question. Yeah, and very again, it's it's what it's what we look at wisdom to be. It's what we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is wisdom? You know, that's what we got to stop. Yeah. And in my mind, as we're going through these different chapters in Proverbs, Proverbs is wisdom and folly, and you're examining it, and you're going back and forth. And chapter 18, literally the chapter is entitled, uh, in my commentary, Wisdom and Getting Along with Others. I mean, so wisdom mm-hmm. is godliness, because I, I think as a narcissist, you can't pull that off. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, so I've been counseling with this gentleman and he's been hurt so bad and uh, it could be one of 30, I think I'm counseling 38 people right now and probably 30 of them are, are men. But as we're going through this or, or coaching with them on how to get through things, one of the things he said to me is, you know, I never found anything of value, uh, to help me become a better Christian through this person. Mm. You know, and, and folks, so I say all that. I know we're coming to our last 30 seconds. We're getting ready to close. But your life needs to be something about value. It needs to be uh, the value of God, the value of what God's done in your life. You should be a living testimony. That's what I want you to know. Be a living testimony for God. Make a difference. Boy, God will use that. And uh, people will remember you. I want to be remembered as making a difference. Hey, listen, we sure do love you folks. A couple things we want you to remember. We'd love to do a Zoom with you, talk to you about our retreat, things we got going on. We want to bring you in as one of our partners. You can reach me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. And uh, we'll go ahead and set up a Zoom or a time to talk about that. Uh, We want to remember, I think we started this thing off and we were talking about hope and uh, and all those different things we maybe talked about joy a little bit maybe we'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow but we sure do love you folks we appreciate this opportunity please listen to every word brother eric has to tell you about knowing for sure you get to go to heaven may god bless you
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.